My Seven Chakras, Episode 4. We are all mystics seeking to solve the mysteries of existence. At some point, our search for truth turns inward to the spiritual dimension of life to discover the truth that we already are that which we are seeking. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts from the world of alternative healing to bring you nuggets of ancient wisdom to transform your life. Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. I am excited to bring you our featured guest today, Faye Kelly. Faye, are you ready to inspire? I sure am. Awesome. Faye Kelly has been channeling healing energy for more years than she cares to mention. She holds a MA in psychology, is a certified crystal healer, and advanced crystal therapist, a certified pendulum dowser, and Reiki grandmaster. She resides near Phoenix, Arizona, USA, with her husband, her Arab horse, and three cats. Faye, I've given our listeners a short introduction, so why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself? Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Faye Kelly. I help other people heal themselves using the energy of crystals and stones. My specialty is distant energy enhancements using crystal gemstone grids. Examples of requests I receive might include enhancing the quality of your sleep, relief from anxiety, placing energetic barriers such as protection, grounding to the earth's energies, clearing of denser energies from your home or office, stimulating creativity or increasing your concentration, invoking angelic blessing, and enhancing spiritual involvement. I also receive a number of requests for animal companions as well. Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Faye. You're welcome. So here at My Seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzin, a Buddhist term which means that there are 3,000 words, 3,000 possibilities or 3,000 outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought, concept or idea. So, we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning and compassion. Sufay, what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. My favorite quote is from the movie With One Voice. We are all mystics seeking to solve the mysteries of existence. At some point, our search for truth turns inward to the spiritual dimension of life to discover the truth that we already are that which we are seeking. This quote is significant to me because it summarizes the idea that everything we seek, including God, is already inside of us. As an extrovert, I began life doing a lot of looking outside of me for answers. I would read a lot, study other religions, ask questions, take classes, seek out what the world gurus had to say. As time went on, I realized that what I could experience during meditation was hard to describe and certainly to be found nowhere else. The more I meditated, the more my answers came to me upon waking. 
I would set an intention before sleep about something I wanted to know or have an answer to, and upon waking, I would have a thought packet or hear the answer. So I came to believe that meditation would help me identify the answers I sought and to recognize my own inner truth. Beautiful. That's indeed inspiring. So, Phil, let's just say you are at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Phil, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? Well, I'd tell them my mission is threefold. The first is like all other lightworkers, which is to anchor light for the earth and our universe. That means I, as much as possible, remember who I am, where I came from, and why I'm here, to stay grounded in the earth and at the same time connected to our divine source. Mm -hmm. The second is to offer spiritual assistance, whether healing, prayer, or support to those who seek it. And the third is to empower others to find their own healing abilities and spiritual powers. So, Faye, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the significance of chakras in your practice? So, for those who don't know what chakra is, Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation, energy healing and Reiki, this term refers to the wheels of energy throughout our body. There are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head. These swirling chakras contain energy invisible energy called prana which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant healthy and alive sufe could you tell us a little bit about the significance of these chakras in your practice why sure the subtle energies of chakras are extremely significant as they provide a conceptual basis to understand energy healing and to provide a way to get a better understanding of how your body functions on an energetic level Disease begins in the outer energy bodies and eventually manifests in the physical body. Disease is caused by dense energy, which has become stagnant for various reasons. It might be stress, trauma, or even physical predispositions. Chakras are fundamental to my holistic healing practice and are vital to the understanding of all life interaction on Earth. The chakra centers help us to circulate divine life energy from our Earth Star Chakra, and from our soul star and stellar gateway chakras to and through our physical body by bringing in of divine light energy and disposing of unwanted energies. The hand chakras most often come to mind for healing. However, energy may be channeled to others through all of the chakras. We also receive energy from others through our chakras as well, which is why the nourishing of one's own chakras is vitally important for our health and the prevention of disease. Chakra balancing is integral to my practice using crystals and gemstone therapy. Also, I bring attention to breathing, visualization, sounds which resonate with the chakras, and various essences to enhance meditation and chakra balancing. My goal is to calm overactive chakras and to stimulate those which are sluggish or blocked, returning the body to harmony and balance. That is phenomenal. Thanks for sharing that with us. Oh, you're welcome. Safi, could you talk a little bit about your practice of crystal healing? What do you like most about it and how has it benefited your life so far? Sure, I'd be happy to. After familiarizing myself with various healing modalities such as quantum touch, the reconnection, theta healing, therapeutic touch, pendulum dowsing, pranic healing, and receiving many Reiki attunements through the Grandmaster level, I then became certified as a crystal healer and advanced crystal therapist. 
I developed my niche of crystal healing because for me, crystals and stones are nothing short of magic. They just speak to me in a way that makes my life so enjoyable. I feel so energized working with them. Sacred geometry is a visual which fascinates me because of the energy involved. I use a form of sacred geometry or a mandala image as the base of my crystal grids. This adds a natural, energetic connection between the crystals and stones. Thanks a lot for that. In fact, I love crystals as well. I have two crystals currently. One is a rose quartz and the other one is a labradorite. And I understand that the rose quartz is connected with the heart chakra and the labradorite is connected with the throat chakra. So it helps me express my voice both literally and metaphorically. Outstanding. Yes, the rose chakra definitely works with your upper heart chakra as well. Mm -hmm. All right. What were you doing before you began crystal healing? And if you could tell us your story behind it. Sure. I received an MA and BA in psychology and then worked in a large variety of milieus and eventually opened my own private practice as a psychotherapist. During this time, I taught figure skating as well. Psychotherapy, figure skating, and crystal healing are all about balance and flow. It was a natural progression from psychology to spiritual healing, as I believe that everything has consciousness. Just as there are fairies in the garden to assist and sylphs in the sky to help us, each crystal or gemstone has a living diva within who, if asked, will assist us. I love that. So, Faye, let's say a person listening to the show right now wants to receive a crystal healing session. What are certain benefits that the person could obtain in the short term and on the long term basis? Well, benefits are sometimes immediate or relief can come after a day or two. The body, given the opportunity, will propel itself towards wellness. But of course, a lifestyle which supports healing is helpful to maintain any healing intervention over the long run. I'm a believer that doing meditation to support any healing session is helpful for many reasons. One, it gives our bodies, our minds, and our souls a healing break from the routine stresses of everyday life. Coming to a healing session allows for a scheduled break, which often is relegated to last place behind our other priorities. Also, crystal energy will amplify healing at a time of crisis or trauma. Secondly, meditation also teaches a relaxation response, which, like any other skill, becomes stronger with practice. We can then trust that we have the ability to relax when we encounter a life emergency. Thirdly, we develop the skill to listen to that small voice within to find our own answers, as well as those from our creator, angels, and guides. Because all healing comes directly from God, The outcome is between the client and his or her creator. I am the facilitator who will channel energy and make every attempt to empower my client to make improvements in their lifestyle to support the changes they see. Wonderful. Now, Faye, the alternative healing space is truly amazing, where at times miracles can take place. I've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed their lives. So what is your biggest and most inspiring client success story to date? Well, every single person for whom I have channeled healing has truly been an inspiration to me. I am always grateful for the healing experience and at the same time energized. The biggest story is that all healing comes directly from our divine creator. I am merely the lightning rod who channels this divine healing energy. 
Therefore, I cannot take credit for any of the outcomes and would be reticent to speak of details. Divine Spirit sends the healing energy and the person's body does the healing. I am the humble facilitating servant of this process. Wow, I love how you put that, that you are the lightning rod that channels the divine magnificence. I could never have put it better. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. Now, from what, what I understand, people who want to make such a positive change might be currently experiencing various level, levels of stress and pressure from multiple areas, maybe from their job, their relationships, business, or from school. So, what are certain things a person needs to keep in mind before making this transition into crystal healing and crystal therapy? Well, first of all, it's important to note that crystal healing is compatible with all other types of healing, whether it's holistic, alternative, or allopathic. When you come to a session, it's important, as always, to drink a lot of water each day, but especially the day before a healing session, the same day and the day after. Getting adequate rest and some physical movement is recommended as well. For an appointment, one wears comfortable clothing, no need to remove jewelry or stones. I work with a massage table or chair, and the session is completed within 45 to 60 minutes. After that, it is helpful to have an openness to take action to make health a priority in one's life, as I make recommendations where I feel appropriate. Perfect. Thanks for that. So. I understand, Faye, that you are a certified pendulum dowser. Can you tell us a little bit about what pendulum dowsing is? Well, pendulum dowsing involves obviously working with a pendulum, and it's a response to information that our higher self or our creative unconscious may have access to that is our kind of ego-bound personality here on Earth doesn't have access to. It's um, really no different than someone doing muscle testing. Sophia, you are currently based in Sedona, Arizona. Am I correct? No, Phoenix area. Okay. I was in Sedona for four years and we moved to Phoenix two years ago. Oh, okay. Because I have heard so many people talk about the sanctity and spiritual purity of Sedona. Can you tell us a little bit about why do people around the world consider Sedona such an important place? Well, you know, the trees that grow there are very artistic in that they sense they have kind of a a twisted swirl to a lot of them. It's like something an artist might create with a paintbrush that isn't seen very many other places in the world. And this is noted to be from the very powerful vortex energy that swirls up from the earth in that location. So, Faye, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health tip or advice that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately? For example, drinking warm water with a dash of honey and lemon has really high benefits for the body. So, is there a tip or advice that you could share? Well, you know, the one tip is to develop a good health plan and to make this plan a priority. With experience as a figure skating coach, a psychotherapist, and crystal energy healer, I've learned that health is proportional to the commitment and effort we invest in it. For me, this plan would include drinking plenty of water, good nutrition, and adequate rest. And by that, I mean plenty of rest, not just the minimum. After that, physical movement of some time to keep stagnant energy from developing as exercise acts like a spiritual elixir. Time in nature, where we can stay connected to our earth and take advantage of the rejuvenation which is provided to us free of charge. Emotional support, whether socializing with friends, attending spiritual events, volunteering, or whatever, is important to not isolate, especially during times of stress or crisis. 
Finally, the skills and method to keep a positive focus. Our brain doesn't know the difference between a bear lunging at us or our worry about paying the mortgage. And of course, the practice of meditation for the reasons I mentioned earlier. Wow, that's profound that you mentioned that our mind does not know the difference between a bear lunging at us and maybe some financial problems. So from what you're saying, I think it's all in the mind. And sometimes when we are stressed at work or maybe if things are just not going right, we should take a moment and relax and take benefit of the rejuvenation that is provided free of charge like you mentioned so wonderfully thanks a lot so let's move into the next phase of our show which is all about major challenges or learning moments at my seven chakras we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guest it is only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others so Faye, tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier take us to that moment what were you doing at that instance? And then how did you approach or overcome that challenge? Well, the time I was probably most discouraged during my life was during my late 30s when I had a home on seven acres where for seven years I planted many flowering trees and installed a pond to attract the birds as I had plans to retire there. I injured my back and had to sell my home at a loss and scale down. I was single, I had dogs and cats to take care of, so I felt fear that I would not be able to take care of everyone, including myself. This was both a financial and physical crisis for me. I was told that my leg would never be the same again. I was worried about how I was going to pay my bills and feed my animal companions. I knew, though, that having faith in my abilities to be creative was paramount. It had worked in the past for me, and I reminded myself that this was a current crisis and that I could find a way out of this. I would not succumb to fear over the long run, no matter how tempting. I prompted myself to trust that the best choices would reveal themselves to me if I stayed calm and allowed divine wisdom to surface. Trust that my higher self had more information than I had at the time, and trust that something good would come from all of this, even if it wasn't apparent at that time. I placed my focus as much as possible on the idea that everything I needed was there for me somewhere. I just had to find the metaphysical key and not cave into the pressures I was feeling emotionally, physically, and financially. I was able to creatively finance another home, which was a miracle. So looking back now, what is one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Well, the lesson is to trust that miracles will happen no matter how bleak the situation looks at the time. I think this has been heard before, but nothing happens to us without us playing a part at some level. My personal feeling is that before we come to Earth, we plan our hurdles and life adventures and then take away our memory of such plans just as we arrive. Sort of a cruel trick, isn't it? So true. We are left to develop our own resources. I think it is important to recognize that fear is debilitating. To connect to fear is to cut us off from love and the creative unconscious, which will serve us in time of crisis, as well as our divine creator. Trust that we all have untapped spiritual abilities to do things which don't seem possible or logical. And also our plan is a divine one, which we ourselves have arranged. Trust that everything you need to know really is inside of you. And I want to say that no matter where someone is in their life, there is no mistake about it. There is no judgment 
and we are all exactly where we need to be at this time, and that all will indeed work out for the best. You have unlimited possibilities to create your future and allow this process to unfold with joy. As Esther Hicks would say, allow your court to float downstream rather than try to paddle upstream against the current. Beautiful. Don't try to paddle upstream against the current. Instead, enjoy the current and go where your destiny takes you. For sure. So first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us and allowing us to learn from your experiences. I know it must have been really hard to go back to that moment, but at My 7 Chakras, we strongly believe that our experiences only make us stronger. I'm happy to share them. Thank you for asking. Sophie, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or your purpose. When you find your calling, it's a different feeling of happiness, empowerment and fulfillment. You realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born. And just when you need it most, the right people will show up with just the right tools you'll need to support you on your journey. So my question to you, Faye, have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? Well, I have actually found a lot of callings at various different times in my life, and they were all good. As a psychotherapist, I was able to empower people. As a figure skating coach, I was also to empower people to find balance and flow. And I am definitely on my life's path and have discovered my soul's purpose. I love what I do and am energized so very much by the guardianship of the joyful stones, which I now have. I used to collect rocks as a child and have now come full circle and returned to the Earth's energies. And I'm sure that when you discovered your calling, you may have felt ecstatic, excited and extremely empowered because you could say with conviction that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. Am I correct? I can indeed say that. I love the work I do. I love working with crystals. Um, I love the help that I can give to other people. I could not be more happy. That's wonderful. And I like how you put it that no matter what job you were doing in the past, you were on your path to where you know, uh, your destiny would be leading you and you are always focusing on transforming people's lives, enhancing people's lives and making people happy in general. So thanks for that. You're welcome. You know, there are no skills that are wasted. I think every experience we have in life is a transference of learning into the next stage of our life. Mm -hmm. So I understand that the concept of moment the concept of a moment is so important and powerful. So what is that one moment that you can share with our listeners about finding your calling? Let's go back in time and let's hear your story. Well, it's kind of interesting. It goes back to the time during my 20s when I found out very early in life that I had brought with me during this lifetime the ability to heal. I had a cat who the vet said had incurable cancerous ulcer on her chin and there was nothing the vet could do. I decided I wanted this beloved companion to be with me longer, so I went home and started channeling energy on her every day for two weeks. I was left with no other choice but to channel healing energy to my beloved companion myself, and the growth disappeared. I had gotten this idea because a few weeks before I had gone to the vet, I had been to a chiropractor who did what was termed at that time kofudu, and now I guess as people call it reiki, and I knew that putting your hands on somebody was healing. So I was determined that my cat was going to live longer with me, and she stayed <laughs> around for seven more years. In those days, colleges didn't have courses in the laying on of hands, 
So I went with a more mainstream route and pursued my graduate degree in psychology. Eventually worked my way into spiritual psychology and then on to crystal healing where I am today. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. You're welcome. It is such an inspiring story. Sometimes interesting how we get little inklings early on in life and we just quite don't take them as seriously as we do when we get older. <laughs> mm-hmm. So from what I understand, it's all about listening to your gut feeling, listening to your intuition and looking deep inside and trying to understand yourself better. Absolutely. And not self-doubting yourself. Am I correct? <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. It's spot on. Perfect. So, Fia, I understand that you're an expert in crystals. And I have a lot of friends of mine, people in my network who want to get a crystal, but they just don't know what crystal to get because there are so many there's a labradorite there are the uh, rose quartz and there is the amethyst so if a person wants to get a crystal what is that one advice you would give them in terms of finding that right crystal for themselves well you know there's kind of two parts to that answer the first is you don't need to pay for a crystal medicine men and and people in brazil or in many different cultures they just go take a, a stone from the earth and they use that because all of the earth is here for our regeneration and healing. So my advice is if you want to start out, you can go on a walk down any path where there may be a loose stone laying there and look for one that sort of catches your eye. And if it catches your eye, then that's the one to pick up. And you can just come home and run it under some cold water and have the intention that that stone will be used for your healing or protection or blessing or whatever you choose to do with it but the fascination of course with the many polished and um, you know beautifully cut crystals that we have the attraction is beauty and lots of people like to go out and buy beautiful crystals and they all work there's no wrong way to work with crystals you can obviously people like to use the color associated with the chakras but you can get clear quartz crystals, which are master healing crystals, and you can intend them for anything. You can lay a clear quartz crystal on all of your chakras, and you can uh, use them for anything you want. But you can also just go pick up rocks off of the ground and use them just as easily. Wonderful. Thanks for that advice. You're welcome. In fact, I can closely relate to that now that you tell me you don't really have to get polished crystals all the time. Because a couple of months back, I was in Santiago, Chile, and I was close to a copper mine. And as we were walking, I just noticed a rock on the ground and I felt particularly attracted to that rock. I just decided to pick it up. And as you said, I washed it in water and I'm always beside it in my in my house and i feel that there is something really special with that rock although it's not a polished crystal oh awesome that's a wonderful story and i want to say that copper and silver and gold are also minerals that have healing ability so that whatever one is attracted to and lucky you to find one as you're walking that spoke so clearly lucky you (laughs) that it's not about other crystal healers may not agree with this the size of the stone to me is not relevant If I can send healing energy to the Netherlands and have the person feel it, Mm. then that's all divine interconnection of universal energy. So I don't think people need to worry about getting a big crystal or getting a big rock. They can use a pebble and it will all come out the same because our intention Mm -hmm. and the divine power of God trumps all. Beautiful. So chakra healers, there you have it. Don't focus on getting the best crystal, the largest crystal, the most beautiful crystal. Get 
any crystal or maybe even a rock but focus on the rock set your intentions right introduce a level of positivity and connect with the divine and there you go you'll have the result as you want it thanks a lot for that faith oh you're welcome beautiful thank you all right we have now reached the final round which is called the wisdom round where i will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom just like in a rapid fire round during this round our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away So my fellow yogis and chakra healers in case you want to make notes I strongly urge you to take out a notepad and a pen. Safe, are you all set? Okay. So what is the best advice you have ever received? Oh, the best advice I've received is also the advice I like best to give to others and that is the best revenge is to live happily ever after. There are always times when we are tempted to feel that we got the short end of the stick or were overlooked. to allow our ego to feel bruised to engage with drama or to think someone did us wrong and we didn't deserve it or to think that life has dealt us an unfair hand to keep our focus upon anything negative creates the cycle of bringing our vibrational levels lower it creates the dense energy which is the beginning of disease it is good for our well-being to keep our vibrational level high we need to discover a process through which we can reset our perspective a perspective which allows us to make a shift to a more positive place. All right, thanks for that. Moving on to the next question. At my seven chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So, if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would that be? Oh, good question. <laughs> that habit would be for me to develop awareness to notice when my thinking is leading me in a direction I do not want to go. If I find myself veering off path, I then turn my thoughts to find a way to shift my point of view, a view which includes the broadest of all things spiritual. I remind myself that we are in what amounts to a theatrical play on earth and that we will return time and again to try out our different roles. I remind myself that I am a player in the drama of life about someone who is annoying me, I might think. We agreed to come here to drive each other crazy and we will have a good laugh over all of this when we return to the other side of the veil. <laughs> Please sign me up. I want to have a good laugh. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, please describe the first 2 hours of your day. What is your morning ritual? Yeah, I'd be happy to describe that. When I wake up, I pay attention to guidance I might have received. I often get a thought packet upon waking in response to a question, information or intention which I sought before going to bed. I drink water, get some sort of physical exercise, whether that is going for a walk, playing tennis, doing housework, dancing to music or grooming my horse. I then take a shower and have some juice and coffee. while i decide what kind of meditation session i would like for that day i light candles as i feel fire intensifies thought i also use music which resonates with the chakras such as tibetan or crystal bowls additionally i use an essence such as frankincense lemon or sweet orange my meditation sometimes includes chakra clearing or a healing for myself another day i might take one of my crystals and listen to what the diva has for me or i might set an intention for that day requesting the gemstones assistance i end with a prayer of gratitude wonderful it sounds like you have a really exciting and eventful day i love my life i do i really do and i want to meet the arab horse of yours as well 
<laughs> he's a 28-year-old Raffles grandson, and he's got a, a – he's my wild desert horse, I say. <laughs> really? What's his name? Oral. Oral. It's Spanish for gold. He's white with uh, gold mane and tail. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. <laughs> now, we know that reading books can really be inspiring and life-changing. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would that be? Well, I have two. The Crystal Trilogy series by Katrina Raphael, who writes about crystals and metaphysical miracles, is excellent. I cannot highly recommend her enough. She's uh, got some very unusual crystal experiences to talk to us about. And there are so many books written by Gary Zukoff. An example would be, the, of course, the highly published The Seed of the Soul. However, my very best recommendation would be the book each person discovers within themselves by going to the inner reaches of their soul. Everything that we need to know is already inside of each of us. Always look to your inner voice as your best source of knowledge. Thank you. So, Chakra listeners... You know that you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. So, Faye, I've truly enjoyed learning about your journey and the stories you shared were really inspiring. I'm honored to have talked with you today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks a lot. And before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, well, uh, easy way to find me is on my website. It's interdimensional. Healing Light, and I also have a phone number I'm happy to give. Yeah, I'm in the United States in Arizona, USA, mm-hmm. and my number is 928-600-1733. And if people would like an email or to get more information about me, it's easy to find on my website. I have a lot of free information and downloads there and lots of pictures of my crystal healing gemstone grids, which is my specialty. Mm-hmm. And what is that one thing that you're really grateful for today? Oh, I am so grateful for my life at this point that all the paths have led me to this final conversion of working with crystals and being allowed to be of service to other people and to help them with their spiritual path and with their healing. Awesome. Safe, thank you for coming on our show today and sharing those priceless nuggets of wisdom. And thank you for having me. I'm so appreciative of that. Thank you. You're very welcome. I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with love, sunshine and happiness. And crystal light blessings to you as well. You were listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.